Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Syrup Shots Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, and with me today is Dave, the Collector. Hey, I'm Dave, the Collector, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is actually a Syrup Shots uh, mini-sode. Unfortunately, we are all functioning adults, technically. And uh, by definition, us, yeah, by definition, lots of us have lives outside of uh, the podcast. So, unfortunately, a good number of uh, our our uh, friends who join us on this have been uh, either through work or family obligations, been unable to attend today. So, uh, we hope them uh, well and that they can all join us uh, next weekend. <laughs> and if not, a pox on them. Yeah, a pox. <laughs> yes, yes. So with this mm. week, because we're doing a little bit of a mini episode, we're going to do a get to know your host better episode. Uh, so Dave, I found this great uh, 50 question thing on Reddit from Dirk Saxon. Is the name, um, and I'm going to put a link in the in the description below. So that way everyone can Thank take you. a look at this thread here. Uh, 50 All right. questions to get to know you better as a gamer, Dave. All right. So we'll, well, thank we'll you, Dirk of... Saxon. Any relation to Dirk the Daring? Uh, one can only hope. Oh, that that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get All your right. John Booth Studios references in. All right. Real fast, though, before we, we start this, so I, I've got a game and gripe of the week. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So why, why do people hate children, Dave? Well... So, I hate certain children. There are some children that are delightful. But having worked in a uh, Toys R Us retail for an extended period of time, I can also say some children are absolute monsters. And a, so uh, a, ch- a, ch- a child can be terrible, but children in general are, are mm-hmm. good, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are the scalpers taking their Happy Meals? Is this about the Pokemon cards? This is about the Pokemon cards. Uh, my buddy, uh, one of the other teachers at work was talking about this. Uh, it sounds like the beanie, the teeny beanie baby craze all over again. Because he was just like, dude, you'll not believe it. I went in. The guy bought 50 Happy Meals and then just threw away the food. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> because they can sell those cards. Because each pack comes with one holographic. For okay. more than the cost of the Happy Meal. Oh, I get. It. I thought we were going to talk about they're taking away my happiness by, uh, you know, buying up all the PS fives and Series Xs, which I am very jealous that my a hole brother was able to purchase. I'm not jealous at all. I'm very a-, a stands for awesome. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Your, your awesome whole brother. My awesome whole brother, yes. Who? <laughs> hashtag get dug on this podcast. Hashtag quit being a lazy boy. <laughs> yes, he's being so lazy with you know his teaching classes and miscellaneous work. And I know, but that's his excuse every week. I'm going to get to the point though, where it's just like, Doug, what are you going to do when you like have a kid? Are you going to be busy for the softball games and stuff too, or? 
So Dave, uh, I shouldn't you. pick on him too much. <laughs> so let me ask you. Dave, he, he, he is busy. He he worked. He's a Stanford kid. Oh, Hercules! Oh. Hercules! Oh my! Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you, Dave. Um, did you use to collect mm-hmm. Pokemon cards? Yeah, and uh, I even tried to get back into them, but then I realized I use the. Uh, the metaphor, you know, trying to take a small drink from a fire hose a lot. And that was another one. So really, I just, I stopped. I actually, I stopped trying to recollect them again. And I actually had gotten some decent cards. And I was able to sell those to recoup the money I had spent. And then what I did was I was in a play. And uh, one of the other, uh, it was 12 Angry Men. And mm-hmm. so it was me and, uh, you know, uh, 11 other guys <laughs> and one of them uh, was a grandfather and he would bring his grandsons to um, the show uh, for rehearsals uh, just to kind of watch him. He was like babysitter and you know, they would, you know, they were nice. They would play, but one of them was always with the Pokemon cards and he's always like sorting through them. I, he had to have been like six. He wasn't very old. So all the ones that's just like, it is not worth my time to sell these. It is not worth my time to do anything. So I kept all my originals. So I have some from the original base set, Jungle, and Fossil, and that's about it. That's kind of where I drew the line. But everything else, I just packed into a giant box. I walked up to this kid and then just go, here you go, and like tossed it in his lap and then watched as I blew his mind. It was kind of like, you know, Dobby. Master has given us Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> and so, just, you know, they were all over the floor of this uh, playhouse by the time, because he was sitting out in the aisles, just kind of looking through each one, but he would like arrange them so he could see them all. And by the end, he had covered the floor, this massive floor space, just looking at him like, oh, my God. And so. Fred was the guy's name who who was his grandpa. And he's like, okay, thanks, Dave. Now help <laughs> him pick him up. Okay, it, it, the cost to get rid of these is fine, so I help pick him up. And I go, now I'm not coming over to your house when this happens again. He goes, I know. <laughs> thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> so, curiosity: if you have some of the base set. Do you know how much a first edition Blastoise is going for these days? Uh, no, I don't. I may have one of those still, though. If it's in <laughs> mid condition, it's between twelve oh. and fifteen hundred. Wow! I had a first edition Charizard when they first came out, but I ended up selling that so I could finance Mario Party Two. Oh, Dave, that was a bad uh, investment. Well, I had played. I played with this card, though, so it was not perfect condition. <laughs> a played first edition Charizard today goes between anywhere between $800 and $1,000. Okay. But I still <laughs> have that Mario Party 2 complete in box, and I think that still goes for some money as well. But I you know, you I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that purchase, too, because <laughs> I sold it at right at the height of the initial fad. Yeah, and yeah, I could have held on to it for, you know, years and years, but, uh, you know, there was a lull in Pokemon. There certainly was. So I would yeah. say when they started coming out with, like, the decks themed after uh, 
like the gym trainers of the first series. That's when the card market started to crater. Yeah. I, it kind I, of called GameStop. <laughs> Great GameStop stock. <laughs> Man, you know what? People <laughs> invested all that GameStop stock. They should have just invested in Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't make your buddy back, you can at least play a game. Blow, blow the mind of a child. Yep. Just wipe. I blew that kid's mind so much it reset to factory settings. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. but I have I had heard about. I didn't know what it was. Is it like a sp- special set for McDonald's, like a promotional mm-hmm. set? Like, yeah, it's it's their um, it's their ki- it's their new Happy Meal toy, where each each Happy Meal comes with a uh, a booster pack of three random cards. Oh wow! Uh, and, so and these and these cards are exclusive to McDonald's, and I think there's fifty of them in total. Wow! So oh, that's actually kind of cool, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminds me also, you know, like when the movies would come out and you'd go to the theater and you'd get that set of like four cards or whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. like, I still have my ancient Mew card, you know, stuff Aww. like that. Hey, the second movie I always thought was better than the first. <laughs> so complete side note here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video on Did You Know Gaming that you should watch. It okay. is about the creation of Lugia because mm-hmm. it is the only Pokemon that was not developed by Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. Really? It was developed by the uh, director of the second movie, who intended it to never be in a video game, and hmm. had very different expectations from what it turned out into. Oh, I get one one of those kind of situations. That yeah. happens a lot in anime, actually, uh, where like, especially if like they're doing it off of like a comic series. You know how they'll go up to like. The point where the comic has, you know, has they've caught up with the comic, and the comic's creator is still publishing, so they have to invent like many uh, seasons in between and stuff. That's why Dragon Ball Z is so messed up. Like you have like the Garlic Junior Saga and stupid stuff like that. So that doesn't surprise me in the slightest, though. Yeah. Gosh, I love Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. I love Dragon Ball Z abridged, but <laughs> please, please, afford, uh, please support the official uh, creators. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, but enough about Dragon Ball and Pokemon and other things that really defined our childhood. Let's talk Hold about up, your childhood. Oh, okay. With with these questions, because I imagine a lot of them will kind of dive deep into your childhood. Okay, cool. So, Dave, first question: favorite game of all time? Oh, jeez. I know, it's starting uh, off tough. Oh, yeah. You know, again, it's like picking children. Uh, which is your favorite child? You know, honestly, though, it has become, like, easier, my favorite game of all time. Um, and again, like I've said before on one of our previous podcasts, it's probably, you know, it'd probably be easier for me to give top tens and then they'd be in, like, a category but mm-hmm. I would probably say that my favorite, though, and just because it is literally a celebration of video games, and pretty much the, the like the rules for you know video game crossovers have since been broken, broken, broken by this series, and that would have to be Super Smash Brothers. You know, 
And I would say that because it is literally video games, the video game. If you, this is like the fever, even Ultimate. Ultimate is the best iteration. I know I will have some melee people who will try and fight me about that, but good luck with that while you're trying to carry your heavy-ass CRT TVs up the stairs, you know, things like that. But it has the most character. It is literally like, remember when you're in middle school and you're like drawing a picture in your notebook when you're supposed to be paying attention and you've got like Mario fighting Link and then Cloud Strife is up in the corner and Sephiroth and Oh, let's get Ryu from Street Fighter. That's the game. That is what the game is. It is literally your middle school testosterone, caffeine-addled brain comes up with, you know, when you're 13 years old, trying not to pay attention to the cute girl in class. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 is what, that game is what your brain does. <laughs> Do not disagree. Although yeah. instead, of, uh, instead of doing uh, doodles in class, I would try to write out off the top of my head uh, Pokemon teams to train for in the games. <laughs> it, like the Pokemon, the move sets, try to figure out what it covered. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, for me, what I did because you know I, I I'm, I'm an artist and you know stuff like that. So what I did, uh, I learned a lot of drawing actually because I would copy the pictures from uh, like game guides and magazines. And so mm -hmm. you would frequently see me with a copy of Ocarina of Time Strategy Guide or the latest Nintendo Power and a sheet of drawing paper and pencil and just copying the pictures out of that. And that was kind of like, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the way stages go for like drawing. You know, you, you start with the basics and then, you know, as a way to get better, you start trying to copy, you know, what you do. And then the next stage after that is like, well, I know that this looks cool from copying it, but how can I make my own cool thing? And the more you play with it, then the more you can be like, well, I can draw the cool thing now from the magazine, but, you know, I can also, you know, draw it doing what I want to do, like, right now. So <laughs> I'm currently doing, like, a series of little... uh paintings that uh, i have been posting on facebook actually that uh, you've all seen that have like little messages with game characters on it and so like uh some of them i do have to edit from the original pictures but since i you know i've trained myself it's, it's no problem to just kind of change something around and so <laughs> i've been having fun with that but that's what i would do mostly and uh would sometimes get ream mr mccausland are you paying attention pop, 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 pop. Totally. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I would love to hear more about the Byzantine Empire. Actually, that class I did pay attention to because uh, that was an awesome teacher. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, it was mostly math class that I did not pay attention to. Yeah, sometimes math class could get pretty dry was, yeah so complete side story here uh my senior year in high school there was one mm -hmm. math class i was in that a girl was very kind enough to start bringing a pillow for her desk because i would fall asleep every day in class and my head would just go back on her desk wow <laughs> mm. all right should have taken but, her to prom she was being that nice to you <laughs> uh, I, I was <laughs> I was dumb in high school, and I did not know how to to date well. <laughs> Tyler, 
So was I. I was hanging out with a, a female friend, you know, for like all of my senior year. And so people were like, are you guys dating? And then she would look at me and my brain finally just realized probably about a year ago, she was waiting for me to say yes. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Exactly. 20- but actually, it's better than 2020 because 2020 was a terrible yeah. year. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, well, this gets back to our topic. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, we're, yeah. we're, we're going down the rabbit hole a little too much here. Dave, yeah. what's a game that you thought you'd like but ended up hating? Ended up hating <laughs> Odama. Aiming. <laughs> uh, no, uh, man. Thanks, Odama. Thanks, Odama. No, um, you know, there have been like a number of games like that. And usually Odama was by far the worst, though, because I remember them talking it up on like X Play and stuff like that. And uh, I was just kind of like, you know, and at this time, you know, aside from being a Nintendo fanboy, I was also starting to think of myself as like a gaming elitist, mm-hmm. which. Um, I I was beneath those uh, first-person shooters that no one would shut up about and things like that. And so I was playing games like Eternal Darkness and, you know, everything like that, you know. Oh, I guess I was a hipster of gaming. No, Eternal Darkness, you wouldn't have known about it. <laughs> but uh, that was one, though, that it was just like, oh, my God, this is, this is trash. And... Again, as I have said, I can find redeeming qualities in uh, lots of games. Um, But other games, though, that, you know, kind of slowly or very quickly lost their appeal. Um, I loved playing it in the arcade for short bursts, but uh, the Rampage games, Mm -hmm. you know, like Rampage World Tour, I loved the claymation art style. And it was always cool to see in the arcade but playing it on a home console, you start to very quickly realize how repetitive it is and nothing new or interesting ever really happens. There's not really any major boss monsters or anything or anything to kind of change up the flow of it. Um, I, I, I honestly think, you know, it made a better movie than a video game at times, which is <laughs> something. Um <clears throat> Again, I, I've said before, Space Channel 5 is one, though I, I really liked the art style. Sega has like a distinct style from that time period, you know, the end, the end of the 90s, because 1999 was when the Dreamcast came out, and then until it very quickly died. Um, right. But they had like a really nice style going for them at the time. You know, there was Sonic Adventure, uh, Space Channel 5 was very stylish, uh, Jet Set Radio. It was also a very wonderfully done uh, artistic game and just lots of stuff like that. And so I thought Space Channel 5 was going to be that. And I lucked out uh, finding it at the dollar store. Now, this was like a dollar store where suddenly, like, it wasn't uncommon for, like, things to wind up there that, like, you know, other stores had finally just given up on trying to sell. You know, now we see that. Uh, at our local Goodwill, like it wouldn't be surprising at times to find like some Target stock in your local Goodwill as like a write-off. But at the time, it was the dollar store, so you could find like remember those old Pokemon figures that came with the Game Boy that fired like 
the like little ball on the string, which was so oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. But it made so much sense at the time. You know, you could they, they had those there. And then they had some uh nice DVDs, like uh I could find like anime series at the time. I managed to find the entirety of Speed Grapher one time, which uh I still have on the shelf here. And nice. uh, so I found Space Channel 5 for the Dreamcast there at the time. And I had just gotten a Dreamcast. And uh, so I'm like, okay, you know, well, for a dollar, I guess I'll try anything. Uh, famous last words, I guess. But uh, I plugged that in so, and I just come to find out I cannot, could not keep timing with that game to save my life. Now, mm. I, I could probably maybe try it again, but it was like, you know, you defeat the little aliens that are like invading, you know, with their music and stuff like that. And they do little dances and you got to watch their moves. So it's just kind of like, you know, left, right, left, right, shoot, shoot, shoot. And then, you know, it do, it shows you that. And then you got to do it beat for beat. Perfect. After the, and there's no like little meter like you know there would be on like Parappa the Rap on top of the screen you know you know hit these buttons as it hits or like Donkey Kong it, it didn't have that and so that was another one that I'm just like this sucks even though like I like the art style and I like the character of Ulala and stuff like that there are many others but those are the ones that pop out on you know right off the top of my head. But I mean, if we were to go downstairs and look through my collection, he'd probably oh, Dave has a Legend of Kage. Well, that's crap. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why do you have it? It was a dollar. (laughs) You you were literally that guy from RoboCop. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dave, what's a popular game everyone seems to love, but you don't like? Um... Uh, I I do not like Grand Theft Auto, and I have said before, though, that, you know, again, I don't particularly care for war shooters. I was always more of a sci-fi guy, because I just, you know, killing just people or being just, you know, that, uh, like, kind of a gangster or something. One, I have to be in the right mood for it. Like, I do love movies like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Those are great. But those are not movies I'm plugging in all the time, though. Um, Right. Yeah. yeah, but um, and so like you know playing a game like that where that's all you do again my mood for that kind of material is not something i can like sustain for long periods of time i could probably sit and watch every godzilla movie back to back to back just because you know i like that kind of material regularly mm-hmm. um and so that's why i can play like dumb stuff like that or like a sci-fi piece you know so like with games like, you know, Call of Duty, uh, Grand Theft Auto, or stuff like that, it just can't hold my attention. And then sometimes, you know, you're doing these terrible, terrible things, and I'd just be like, I'm I'm not having fun. Like, when I heard about the uh, infamous uh, No Russian mission in, uh, what was that, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I believe, mm-hmm. the one where you're shooting up an airport, and I'm like, I, I couldn't play that. That sounds... That's that's BS. I I couldn't do that. You know, that's just because it's not me. However, shooting up a bunch of aliens, demons, zombies, and again, as I have said, Nazis aren't people. That's fine. Okay. And even then, my World War II shooters are Wolfenstein, which is basically 
it has zombies in it too and monsters and and stuff like that so i don't mind yeah uh I, i liked resistance as well uh that was actually my first game for the ps3 you know but i don't mind like fiction you know like um historical fiction though where it's like you know oh, we got to kill the Nazi zombies or the Cold War aliens, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, that's fun. But, uh, you know, I would say the Grand Theft Auto. And then one other game series, though, that I am going to give another chance to, but the one I could never get into, because at the time, no one would shut up about the multiplayer of it. And it was just like, what's the story to this? Because that's when I, I, when I play a game, I want to have fun. I want to... But I also want to have a story told with me, even if that story is crap, as long as the gameplay is fun, you know, I can, you know, that's fun. That's why Mario Brothers is so great each time, because the plot is the princess has been kidnapped. Okay, here we go. Do-do-do. Right. But uh, Halo, I could Ah. not get into when it first came out on the original Xbox, because... Everybody was just like, oh, it's so great. You know, you shoot them with a rocket launcher and then you hop on a warthog and then you have to blow them up. You can teabag their corpse. And it's just like, okay, well, the powered armor and everything looks pretty cool. And, you know, I like that. And the weapons do look like that stinger one, the one that looks like you're shooting a radioactive porcupine. Hey, that's cool. What's that all about? What's the story of the game? What? <laughs> And just so, no, no one could tell you at the time. Like at least at our high school that we went to. Talk to Joel one day because Joel mm-hmm. plays Halo for the single player. Okay, I've, and I probably should. I mean, now that people have like slowly leaked things to me, like Phil has said, you know, like oh, like the rings are kind of like a gateway to something to like other worlds, or like it was like a locking mechanism or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, okay, that sounds cool, but you know, at the time, no one could tell me that, and so yeah. all I had to go on was, okay, there's a great multiplayer mode which is just shooting people, and there's a killer opening soundtrack when you uh, start with uh, a men's choir that slowly turns into a nice rock ballad. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what's a game you didn't expect to enjoy but ended up loving? Mm. Um. Ooh, that's a good question. Um. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Um. There's actually a couple, and this is why me and Doug are so good at recommending games for each other. Because there will be times, though, but, like, he has recommended some winners for me. And, you know, even though I got burnt out on its uh, direct sequel, uh, I was originally completely uninterested in Fallout 3. Uh And uh, Doug, I believe, had gotten it for the 360. But Doug also... Even though he loves it, uh, he can't do it as much as he used to. But I mean, Doug built his own PC, his own gaming PC one time, because he was so good at that stuff. He still is. It's just he doesn't have the uh, time investment anymore to do so necessarily. And even then, he said when he would get on his PC to play games, the problem he would run into is that he would, his, uh, 
you know, his doctorate school mode would kick in and it's like, you should be working if you're, you know, on the computer. Uh, So that's why he's gone strictly consoles. But at the time he wasn't, this was, you know, well before this was when he was in high school and I was in like my first year of college. And he's just like, look, I'm enjoying this. Um, but I gotta admit, I want to play this with a keyboard and mouse and max it out on my PC. But if you want it, I'll sell it to you for 30 bucks. And I was just kind of like, mm, well, show me what it's all about. And so I started watching some stuff. I'm like, oh, it's okay. And then I plugged it in and started playing it. And then it's just, you know, you know, some of that crazy stuff, like, you know, was happening. And what was, you know, crazy, like, you know, I get to the town of Megaton and I had named my character Jericho. I'm like, ooh, I'm Jericho. There's a character in Megaton named Jericho. <laughs> and he has a house in in there, and it's just like, oh, Jericho's house. Oh, this is my house. Wait, why do I have to break? Why do I have to lockpick into my own house? Oh, this isn't my house. <laughs> 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 and Jericho gets in and starts shooting me up, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. You know, I I, I haven't really encountered a game like that where so like I reset and started that over again. But then you like run into the guy who's like. You know, I'm trying to blow up and set off the nuke that's in Megaton. I'm just like, why are you trying to do that? And then, you know, the more I played, uh, the more fun I was having. And then, you know, you meet up some of the these crazy events that can happen and these crazy characters. Like, you, you like, and then in the end, I had uh, Fox, the uh, super mutant, following me around. With Liberty Prime, the giant fighting robots, and another member of the Brotherhood of Steel just going to town on this stuff. And it's just kind of like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and then I played through all the DLCs, really enjoyed them. And then I played all of New Vegas. And I like New Vegas even more, the main game, because I, I liked the setting that much more. However, there were some enemies in there that could go die in a fire um but by the time i got to the dlcs with that it was just some of this stuff was just so repetitive in the dlc it was just kind of like oh we fired the main team and had uh you know had all the interns make the dlcs oh it'll be fun to do this three times in a row no no it's not fetch quests (laughs) yep nope nope old world blues i started that dlc and i'm like Nope. <laughs> Dave, what game have you spent the most amount of hours on? Ooh. <laughs> well, in recent memory, that'll be Monster Hunter World. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there have been games, though, that I've spent, you know, a lot of time on. Um, but uh, in recent memory, because, I, I, you know, there there's also some games that we'll just never know, because this was before games started tracking how much time you had invested in them, but uh, the cumulative amount of time over all iterations of it, I would probably say Super Mario World probably has my most uh, time because I've played it over, you know, Super Nintendo, the Game Boy Advance, you know, the Wii release, the Wii U release, uh, the Super Mario All-Stars release on Wii, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that one actually probably is my favorite 2d mario just because well one the introduction of yoshi was so cool to me 
when I was a kid. And then while I really loved Mario three, um, I would always say their color palette on that game was limited. And then, uh, Mario world was that much brighter and more colorful. And that's why I found it more appealing because like, really, I would say in Mario three, there's a lot of black even, I mean, even Mario's Mm -hmm. overalls are black and that's just due to the system. Yeah. But like with uh, this, but then like there was like, you know, you know, the keys to find to enter hidden passageways in the world. Yoshi, you can find wings for Yoshi and take off to like this crazy, you know, like coin heaven uh, world. And then there was uh, all the power ups. And then, oh, depending on which shell you ate for Yoshi, you got a power up. And, you know, that was really cool to me. And, uh, I loved finding all the stuff in the overworld map and then like, you know, everything was silly and it's named like donut planes and stuff like that. I, I, I ate that up, <laughs> but, uh, games in recent memory though, like I got my PlayStation review of the year and the game that I had clocked the most hours in was actually uh, persona five Royal, uh, which I, I platinumed and I thoroughly loved that game. I, had so much fun with that. Um, I guess it comes back to others, though. It's like, uh, you know, if a game was not on my radar, but Smash Brothers thinks it's good enough to be on there, suddenly it is. So, you know, that was one, though. I had played Persona 4, was real, and I loved that, but I had yet to get Persona 5. Actually, I was waiting for Royal because I played Persona 4 Golden. But then finally, when it came out, though, that was like my game to play and even more so because it's like well wow if smash brothers was good enough to take notice of this a character who otherwise has not appeared on a nintendo console you know this has to be something special and it was (laughs) dave if you had to marry the lat or a video game character who would it be (laughs) oh wow geez uh, preferably a, a woman who couldn't hurt me. So that's going to narrow down because it's just like, <laughs> if you're looking at my room around here, though, okay, look, okay. So Dave has, uh, oh, 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 okay. Oh, wait, that's Super Sonico. Now she'd be fine. Okay, we got Tracer right here. And then we turn the room a little more. Oh, we've got like Cameo Street Fighter over there. She can kick my butt. And then we've got, oh, oh Yuna. You know, for Final Fantasy X. Oh, but in her gun wielding, oh, no, she could shoot and kill me to death if she wanted to. <laughs> uh, God, oh, that's silly. Um, you know, the characters, though, that I've found, like, really appealing in, in games that it was just kind of like, oh, your wife material. Uh, Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. Was wow. definitely that she was brainy, but also not like completely useless. Um, there were definitely uh, characters in Persona that, you know, in four and five, that it was just like I was so sad when the game was over because it's like, oh my god, I'm losing friends. Um, so like uh, Chie Sat- Satanaka from uh, four was kind of this cool, rough and tumble tomboy, but she could be a sweetheart. Uh, on and uh, Haru from Persona 5 were sweet as well, while also being a little spunky. But, for life. Uh, you, well, you can have her. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't dislike Makoto at all, but it's just like she is too involved in her books. It seems like sometimes, and that was cool about her character arc, though, was you know trying to get more out of it. But still, it's just like you're a bit uptight. Um, but if I had to pick uh, one to marry out of all the games, uh, I-, I would probably pick Elena from. Uh, uncharted the uncharted series because she's you know really down to earth and has fun likes video games and tries to challenge her husband at them and stuff like that so yeah (laughs) dave if you had to live in the world of the last game you played what world would it be of the last game i played Mm -hmm. oh I, i I, I, well, I'd be dead, but I'd be in Ghost of Tsushima, which was the game I just finished. Uh, uh, I finished that last week and platinumed that too. Uh, I know some people are like, wow, Dave platinums games. No, I have platinumed four games now, okay? That is the fourth. <laughs> One of those games is Lara Croft Go, which is actually a cell phone game they put on the PlayStation Vita. So please don't be like, oh, Dave platinums all these games. No. Dave just happened to platinum two in the last year. <laughs> so I'd be in Ghost of Tsushima and I would probably be, you know, have my head on a Mongol warlord's pike, you know, and paraded around in front of uh, the death marauders of Mongol invaders as a warning to all the other uh, islanders of Tsushima not to come near. <laughs> Dave. Who was the first character you had a crush on in a video game? First character I had a crush on in a... <laughs> I wouldn't call it a crush, but it was the first time it was just, I, I guess you could say, you know, just like a video game girl went from being, you know, um, well, uh, first you uh, had my interest, but now you have my attention. But I, I and, and they were designed to be like this, but uh Oh, excuse me. Uh, that would have to be Hitomi from uh, Dead or Alive Three. Ah, the, the brunette. <laughs> I know who uh, you speak of. Yep, yep, yep. And then when they made Dead or Alive Extreme, it was just like, you know, mind blown. You know, just like because God, we were what fourteen when that came out. We were exactly what that demographic wanted to. That game was utter crap at times but you know ooh, you can get this swimsuit and it's really not a swimsuit <laughs> why are they wearing clothing at all <laughs> we played that at a party one time and the girl was there uh, it was a couple of female friends were over. why did they even wear clothes like this and then what was even funnier that like they were talking about the jizz- jiggle physics in the game and then, you know, then we had more fun talking about that. Oh, these jiggle physics are a bit like water balloons in an earthquake. You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Me... No, you're good. No, no, my, no. Why is my phone going off? Oh, dad, oh. dad, shut up. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> I love my dad, but he always has parent timing. <laughs> what you doing, son? Why are you here? <laughs> Dave, what's the first game you ever remember playing? 
Oh, um, Pitfall on the Atari 2600. Now, as I said uh, in a previous podcast, my dad bought me the NES when I was six. And I still say that that was a gift for both uh, himself and me at the same time. Because even though now he's like, oh, really? I did that? Uh, You know, I'm like, yes, you did. And then mom's also in the corner going, yes, you did, honey. Um, (laughs) But he had the Atari 2600. And my favorite game was Pitfall for that, even though, like, I was hardly any good at it, you know. My goal was if I could get past the alligators, it was a success. But uh, for those of you who don't know, the alligators, I believe, are the first screen of the game. <laughs> and then the uh, the swinging vine jump, uh, well, that, that I could never do. <laughs> uh, but that was like the first I remember playing. We also had uh, Missile Command. And then um, other kids in my neighborhood had games. Uh, you know, popular ones were, of course, the original NES Ninja Turtles game. Even though, you know, it was so hard, we loved it. And then uh, I got my NES. I had, uh, you know, Super Mario Brothers uh, with the Duck Hunt cartridge and Castlevania. And then uh, I think one of, like, the third games I got, and then which made my house quickly become the go-to place, was because... And I think everyone will agree, uh, Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game on NES, is worlds better than the first. And I had that. I I got that, and everyone else just had Ninja Turtles 1. So it was just like, oh, let's go to Dave's house because he's got Ninja Turtles 2, you know, and that's so much better. (laughs) And you can play multiplayer on that one. I, I don't recall. Could you play multiplayer on the first one? No. I didn't think so, yeah. I know you could pick your turtle and switch them out, you know, but I didn't think multiplayer was involved. You are correct, sir. Mm-hmm. Dave, did you ever <laughs> pretend to be sick to get out of something so you could play video games? No, I may have canceled a few things, though, that weren't, like, uh, necessarily... I, I may have canceled out of a few social engagements I didn't want to go to to do things like that, but I never... I was always a good enough kid, though. I never wanted to pretend to be sick or anything like that. However, and you will remember this, though, that didn't stop me from wanting to celebrate the occasion of, like, a video game launch or something like that. And so uh, I, I believe you remember oh. when we were in high school and Super Rolly Mario... Pulley, started- right? What? It was for Roly Poly, right? Oh, <laughs> okay. I did try and call. I did call off work the one time. <laughs> um, but no, it was Super Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. and it was its release day, and we were stuck at school. And I may have dressed up as Mario that day and gone to school. And I had filled my backpack with Super Mario treats. Because they had these candies they would sell. It was like Super Mario Ring Pops or just Nintendo Ring Pops. And you would eat all the candy and then there would be a little ring that had like Mario's head on it, you know. Or they also had these awesome jelly pops. And these were like kind of like a a gummy kind of thing. But then they had frosting decorating all the characters on it. And they had... uh, they had Mario, uh, Link, Donkey Kong, and Yoshi. And I bought every box at the local shop and save had. 
And uh, so for one class, it was kind of like, well, did you bring enough for everybody? And so that was the one point where I'm like, yes, I did. Blam. And I like pulled out four boxes of those jelly pops. And I believe there was like <laughs> 16 in each one. And so it was just like, well, what's the occasion? Well, it's Super Mario Day, didn't you know? <laughs> and so, no, I never, I, I, I got out of social occasions, but never, uh, I never called in sick necessarily for game launches. I always, you know, for me, even though, yes, uh, I, I joke and say work gets in the way of play at times, though, but I always take my responsibilities very seriously. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fun little side note, real fast here. Uh, a fact I learned about Super Mario Sunshine recently. Mm-hmm. Qu- question for you: Is Yoshi in Super Mario Sunshine? Yes. However, he's kind of, he's a nerf to Yoshi. That's for sure. He is not in Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. He the Yoshis that you ride in that game are draws, uh, drawings of Bowser Jr. and that's why they dissolve in water. Really. Has yeah. that been confirmed? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I or is it a game so. theory kind of thing? I, it may be more game theory, but it makes perfect sense. You know, oh, it does. Every, yeah, everything else explains, dissolves water. Yeah, yeah. Also explains why there was a uh, uh, no green Yoshi's. Yeah, because yeah, he was green as like as soon as he opened, but then it was immediately turned to another color. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Dave. What's the last game you completed? Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> What's the game you're playing right now? <laughs> oh, uh, I actually, uh, I, I loaded it up last night. Um, I'm a big fan of like uh, really artsy games. <laughs> and so, again, when I was kind of going through my like, you know, elitist Nintendo fanboy phase, and really those words should not go together in a sentence. But that's when I discovered the games from uh, the company Grasshopper Manufacture. And, yep. you know, they're, they're famous for No More Heroes. And at the time that it came out, the one that got on my radar was Killer 7. And that is an excellent game. I will still say, and that's one of those ones where it's just, I guess you could start the argument of games as art. Mm-hmm. And so I have followed their games pretty closely. Um, I try to get up every release that they can. And mostly. Killer7, I mean, the director of these games, uh, Goichi Suda, he really is kind of the Quentin Tarantino of uh, gaming. And so, but kind of like Quentin Tarantino, a lot of his movies, while similar and kind of have this kind of punk aesthetic to them, so does he, but there's always like a different theme. So Killer7 was great. You know, it's about a um, assassin who has seven multiple personalities, and as you play, you can shift between them to get better uh, abilities. And then followed up by No More Heroes, which you know, it's about a crazed otaku guy who buys a lightsaber off of eBay and then decides to become the greatest assassin. You know, and it's just it's dumb fun, and you know, I, I love. I love to an extent No More Heroes. That's another one you could say maybe um, the gameplay loop on that, though, on the first one at least. Uh, fighting bosses and the levels were amazing. Doing all of the, the mini games to get the money to get there, that was crap. But Second, uh, second one was much better. Yeah, I heard that. Um, 
But there's one uh, that uh, came out, and like I've played all of them, like Shadows of the Dam, but I hadn't played this one yet. But uh, I've loaded this one up, and it is Killer is Dead. And okay. uh, I'm looking forward to trying it, uh, because Ghost of Tsushima, I platinumed that, and it was a rather long game. So I wanted to have like just kind of a quick little fun one to play while I decide to start up my next one, which uh, is going to be what my brother got me for Christmas, which is uh, Yakuza Zero. And that, uh, that actually answers the next question. Yeah. Okay. But then uh, Killer is dead. I was looking up at how long to beat. They're like it's only ten hours for everything, and I'm like, oh well, okay, that's fine. I've wanted to play it for a long time anyway, so I'll just. It'll be my palate cleanser of games for until I start up Yakuza. Fair. So, so that answers the next question. <laughs> yeah, the question was, what's the game you plan to play next? Uh, yep, yep. Yakuza Zero. Uh, there's still several on my uh, list, though, for this year, though, that I do need to get to. Uh, I do need to find out what all the controversy in uh, The Last of Us Two is about. Um. But for how much I enjoy, I imagine I will enjoy that game. Um, I always try and come with a clean slate with games so and take it for what it is, as opposed to... I think a lot of people sometimes come in with an idea of what something should be before they you know, watch or view it. And then ultimately, when it doesn't match up with that, uh, they get disappointed. Whereas with me, you know, I try and always come in and it's just like, I don't know what to expect. So if I have fun, then it was a success. And I guess that's why I can have games that, you know, some people are like, oh, that was terrible. Well, I had fun with it. Even Yoshi's story. <clears throat> that game hurts. That game hurts in the soul. Well, I'm not going to say it's, it's a one. It's a, you know, amazing game, but you know, it was, you know, it was fun for what it was. Was it hard? No. Um, but I had fun with it. And, uh, it was a source of humor for years because my brother was young enough and his voice had not changed that he could mimic the voices pitch perfect for the Yoshis. And so he stop it. (laughs) (laughs) He could, he could do that, you know, whatever he would do. And he had a Yoshi plush toy that he would play with, but it was, it was perfect vocals to go along with his playtime. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dave, this question is going to hurt as much as Yoshi's story hurt me. Okay. In your opinion, what is the best game console? Oh. Uh, hmm. You know, again, that would be one I'd argue there's different ones for different reasons. Um, and I, I could I could argue the, the points for... Uh, a lot of these that I have hooked up to the TV right here, and that I've got hooked up downstairs on the classic TV because I keep a, a CRT TV to play the old school games because they just don't look good stretched out on a big screen. Right. And plus, like modern TVs don't even have the uh, component cables anymore the to component slot or coaxle. Yep. So um, I can certainly tell you ones that are trash, though, that you know I don't recommend to anybody. But as for best console, I'm going to take a mulligan on that one. (laughs) Pass. Cop out. 
but okay. Mm-hmm. But I can Are tell he- you the Atari Jaguar is hot flaming garbage. That is a crap system. <laughs> Do not disagree. Dave, are PC gamers really superior to console gamers? Uh, they'd like to think they are, but uh, <laughs> then again, again, going with me being the collector, you know, a lot of them will be like, well, I have such and such many games, you know, on my PC. And I'm like, well, no, you don't. If uh, Valve suddenly decided, nope, you don't have a collection anymore and you have spent all this money on pretty much nothing. So on the one hand... Yes, I will admit, you do guys get the superior graphics. If you can max out the thing, you get the superior graphics, the superior performance, the superior sound. Yeah, you can get it amazing. I will not deny you on that. You are the PC gaming master race on that. But on concept of ownership, I'm sorry. You know, uh, console games have you beat, hands down. And, you know, there are just some experiences that, you're not going to get on a PC without some significant gymnastics to kind of make workarounds. Like I know, well, emulators are just as good. Not really. Cause you got to mimic the hardware that the original game was on, which some stuff, it just doesn't work that well. That's why like nobody has ever tried to really port Sega Saturn games. And that is a story why that, um, but you know, there's a reason why no one does that because it's hard as balls to do. And so like all of those nice Sega Saturn games, like, you know, burning Rangers nights into dreams, uh, virtual on, you know, those are kind of lost on PC gamers. So, uh, I will, I, I will say it's a double edged sword with PC gamers. Yes. You are the master race in getting audio, visual, and performance perfection. You can just, your answer to that problem is to throw more money at it to build what you want. However, with that, though, you have lost uh, concept of ownership, really. And also, if a PC is all you have, you've also lost out on some amazing games, though, that you would not get otherwise. (laughs) Fair. Dave? What's your opinion on Fortnite? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's fun to to crap on on Fortnite on Fortnite, um, and this is because um, before I got my current job, I was working a stint actually in hospitals and uh, uh, orthopedic clinics actually as a patient access. And uh, it was a great job at the time. I don't regret it, but it was definitely not what I wanted to do. But uh, the number of uh, Fortnite-related dancing incidents (laughs) for fracturing of toes and feet, I'll just put it this way. The number should have been zero. (laughs) Should have been zero. But it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's not. The number was not zero. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then you know, there's a kid with a cast on out <laughs> in the main lobby, and he's doing a Fortnite dance in the middle of everything, and it's just like, "What are you doing, stupid?" And he's just like, "Oh, it's Fortnite," and I'm like, "You look like an idiot. Do you realize that?" And you know, you are wearing a cast. Anything you are doing to your foot, you're just making worse, and. 
No, but he's trying to pop and lock, doing a Fortnite dance. Other than that, though, I actually love the uh, aesthetics of Fortnite. It's like a nice hybrid mix of kind of like American comic books and slight anime aesthetics, kind of like how Overwatch is. I actually consider them pretty similar in terms of like how they do human faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, that's another one where it's like a great melting pot of other... Um, you know, like uh, game or just uh, pop culture licenses. Because, I mean, you know, they've had, you know, like the Thanos and Galactus event with Marvel superheroes. Uh, they have John Wick in the game. So and- just this just this season, they have mm-hmm. the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the Predator, the yep. Flash, Green Arrow, mm-hmm. Kratos, Master Chief, and they just finished a big Marvel one. So you have Marvel and DC together. You've got yeah, Sony and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Nintendo, you know, if you really want me to play, if Epic really wants me to play Fortnite for this bounty hunter thing, you've got my favorite gal. Uh, just saying. Orange power armor or blue zero suit. Not going to complain. Dave, <clears throat> I have a theory. If yes. they introduce a Nintendo character, it will yeah. be a bounty hunter, but it will not be Samus. Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon. Can you? Because Captain Falcon. <laughs> I would be for you. Yeah. And, and he would have the Falcon punch uh, as a taunt. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I love like some of the costumes. I think they're really funny. I think some of the action figures I see in the aisle are hysterical. So now, like, the one game I do not understand why people like so much, though, and the one that I like to crap on now is Roblox. Because <laughs> that, that is a steaming hot pile, you know? And I'm just seeing, I'm like, okay, this, is a, is, this isn't even Minecraft with the charm. I mean, Minecraft's graphics were simple, but at the same time, they had a charm to them, and it made sense. Roblox just looks like... It looks like the crappy game you make your freshman year in game design college. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, uh, you know, Fortnite, you know, I, I make fun of it mostly for the dancing students and the injuries people have sustained from it. Fair enough. Dave, have you ever watched a Twitch stream? Uh... Yes, one. Uh, I'm not one to really watch gameplay. Like, people just play the game uh, because I'd rather do that myself and play it. But I I do think, though, for YouTube people, though, who uh, take the cutscenes of games and edit it to make a film, because sometimes it has been a long time between games when I play their sequel. So, like, for example... uh, I never thought Bayonetta 2 was going to see the light of day. And then it does. And then I'm just like, oh, this is great. What happened in Bayonetta 1? And someone had cobbled (laughs) together all of the cutscenes and made a Bayonetta movie. And that was great. I could just watch that. And then I understood. But as for Twitch streamers, um, I like kind of like the clip shows. Like Video Game Donkey is probably one of my favorite YouTubers. But, you know... He takes, like, clips of his gameplay and then has, like, great, funny little observations or commentary about that. I like that. So I like more people who are, like, going to review or have, like, a fun kind of jokey, you know, 
kind of like a bit or a skit out of it. Um, but just watching people straight up play the game for like hours on end, I'm like, no, I would rather play that. But the one Twitch stream I did watch, though, I was actually part of a, a Reddit gift exchange, and mm-hmm. I got partnered up with this uh, with a Twitch streamer as the my gift, uh, the person I gave a gift to, and so to kind of gather ideas on what she was like and what gift I should send her. Um, I watched one of her Twitch streams and to see which stuff she was really into. So that was the one and only time. And even then I only watched it for like a half hour and I'm like, okay, I think uh, I can get some of this. So I got her like some little desk toys, like a, like a Kirby plush toy and stuff like that. Nice. <clears throat> Have you ever streamed yourself on Twitch or YouTube? Uh, does this count? Uh, not really, because it's not live. I, I think the question is more about live streaming. Oh, um, no, not really. I'm not opposed, but I'm just kind of like, you know, again, I guess because, you know, when I'm gaming, you know, I'd rather, you know, enjoy the game, watch the story, you know, kind of figure things out on my own and be able to cuss as loudly as possible on really hard parts and not be judged by the world. <laughs> Fair enough. Dave, this mini-sode is not so many. We're already at an hour. Okay. So let's do some rapid-fire here on these questions, okay? Okay. Rapid-fire, wrap things up. Cool, because we're we're not even at 20 questions yet of the 50. Oh, geez. (laughs) Okay. But you know what? Great getting to know you here. I think this really kind of of dives into your mindset around video games. (laughs) And hey, ladies, I'm single. (laughs) <laughs> and on that note have you ever have you ever used a walkthrough yes uh, I was a big fan of the Nintendo Power Strategy Guides I still have a lot of those and game facts uh, anymore I try not to but I'm like really hard games like Bloodborne <laughs> Facts yeah. to Life saved my life yeah so yes I do I will use walkthroughs but I try not to as much What's the best weapon you've ever used in a game? Ooh. Hmm. Oh, man. You got to admit the BFG 9000 in, uh, Doom, in the Doom uh, 2016 uh, is an amazing weapon in that game. Have you ever had to stop playing a game because it was too scary? Um, no, because by the time I had gotten old enough to where I was interested in those games, uh, like the tricks that would do that to me uh, didn't work so well anymore. As I said, I liked Eternal Darkness a lot. Uh, And, you know, there was always this kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? But it was never enough so that I would be like, oh, I got to stop, you know. There have been emotional moments where I've had to stop and take a break, but it was never fear. Fair. Let's see here. Uh, has a game storyline ever made you cry? Yes. And actually, uh, that was actually uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima has a side quest. Um, I, 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 won't, I won't say uh, spoilers, but it is with a, uh elderly like family friend. And by the end of it, 
that was the one where I did have to stop playing because I was crying so hard. It, it was honestly like a 30 minutes until I was like, okay, I'm calmed down enough. Let's play. Okay. What's your favorite fighting class? Warrior, mage, or rogue? Uh, oh, darn, spell sword's not an option. Because I like to no. dabble in... Uh, I guess then out of those, I would pick warrior. Usually, like, when I played uh, Skyrim, my big thing was, you know, shield in one hand, uh, single-handed axe in the other, but then I would switch out the shield to whatever spell I needed at the time. So, you know, like... Here comes this guy, flamethrower. No. <laughs> yep. Let's see here. What's your favorite game genre? Ooh, um, really, I would say probably like the action adventure genre. Usually, the, you know, I love my platformers and stuff like that. But the ones that really kind of get my blood going, you know, the ones that really, you know, always make me go like, yeah, this is the kind of game. Um, I So like, you know, I would include like, Tomb Raider, Uncharted, uh, Ghost of Tsushima in these categories. You know, but when I'm like flying, uh, Breath of the Wild could be considered this, you know, well, actually any any Zelda game. But, you know, when I'm running around in this big world and I could climb up on stuff I would never physically be able to do, you know, that is just a magic to me. Do you prefer multiplayer games or to go solo? Go solo. As I said, you know, getting older and not as good as uh, I used to be in the multiplayer games. <laughs> Doesn't do mean I don't try. <laughs> when you do play multiplayer, do you prefer co-op or player versus player? Uh, I prefer co-op. That's why I'm such a big fan of uh, Monster Hunter World. And we've talked about this previously on the podcast. Um but uh, there are player versus player ones that I've always do love. I do love uh you know, fighting games, but you know, I, I enjoy playing them with you guys in like a parting set a party setting, you know, where no one is necessarily, you know, better than the other, unless we're playing you in Street Fighter Alpha and you're playing as Cammy. And in that case, we're usually punching you for doing that. Like you would do when your friend picks odd job in Goldeneye. Oh, you jerk drill. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <clears throat> Dave, what's the first console you ever owned? I think you answered uh, this one already. I think, yes, uh, you know, my first console that was given to me was the NES. However, the first console I bought with my own money, actually, though, was uh, the Nintendo GameCube. And me and, me and my brother, we saved our allowances uh, probably for about half a year to for, to fit the five hundred dollar bill that we were going to have with that. Uh, at launch because we wanted the console we wanted um we wanted luigi's mansion uh star wars uh wave race pikmin and smash brothers but we managed to luck out though because then uh smash brothers and pikmin were delayed by like two or three months uh, so weeks hmm yeah, oh, that's uh, right. Smash Brothers. It was just weeks. Yeah, so that you know that that helped us too, and so my brother was able to get Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which also is probably one of the best licensed games of all time. Oh, hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is yet to be a better Starfighter uh, Star Wars game in my book. Mm-hmm. Who got you into video games in the first place? 
that would be uh, my dad, uh, that Atari 2600. But then also, again, like I said in like uh, our first episode, you know, we were talking about kind of our gaming history. Uh, you know, video games were always like a fun at time to have until like the 3D years where I was just kind of like, oh, this is this is an amazing form of entertainment. This is my jam. But we had, it's funny. We had kids in our grade school who were like gamers at the time. Now they, I would say they never grew up to be that, you know, beyond that. But uh, I remember other times though, you know, I would talk, they would be talking with stuff. I'm like, Oh man, that is, that is really cool. You know how kids go through like phases with like their Mm -hmm. interests like, I guess that was theirs at the time, and I just remember how cool that was. And then the very next year, uh, I got my Nintendo 64. And so that was just kind of, I guess, like my... And even then, like, I, I still say I go through phases with my the things I like to collect. But more so, it's like moods now, because, you know... But that was, like, the big one that kind of, like, blew up into something much, much bigger. What's the longest amount of time you have sat playing video games nonstop? Oh, jeez. I do always try and, you know, uh, take a break. But as I've gotten older, I find that rather than uh, try and go for little snippets of time uh, with uh, gaming, uh, you know, like, oh, I can fit in three hours in the evening. I, I, I don't like to do that. I like to sit down and play until I feel I need to stop, not when time deems I need to stop. So anymore, I'm kind of a weekend couch gamer warrior. (laughs) But uh, so like, that's why I'm looking forward to tomorrow, uh, like uh, with killer is dead. So I can just sit down and play that. But I'd say probably some of like the longest times I've ever sat. uh, But there was one time I sat down and played actually, uh, for, uh, again, another grasshopper manufacturer, I sat down and played the entirety of Shadows of the Damned in one day, and that's probably like a 15-hour long game. <laughs> if video games didn't exist anymore, what would you do? Uh, I would probably invest a lot more in tabletop and board games. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what is your favorite song from a game? Oh, oh man. Right now, it's Last Surprise from the by Shoji Maguro in the Persona 5 soundtrack. Have you ever wanted to live in a world from a game? If so, what game and what world? Um, you know, I guess maybe not so like a specific game world, but I always thought it would be cool to, you know, and I guess that's why we like escapism so much in the games is because things that would never happen in real life can happen there. And so, you know, it's cool to imagine, you know, like what if magic really did exist? You know, what would it be like? You know, I imagine living in that world kind of thing. So I would say never one specific, but I have taken elements in like daydreaming, you know, like, oh, you know, what would it be like, you know, actually, if, uh, you know, we did have the force or, you know, or, you know, if we did have this other stuff. So there's been things like that. But I, I guess, you know, even at the end of the day, it's just like it's fun to imagine. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm here in reality. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, uh, I'm sorry, which video game oh, character? I, I, did ha- I did just think of one. 
I would love to eat a meal, however, in the monster hunter world. <laughs> oh, those ca- those those palicos, those cats can cook. Oh yeah. <laughs> This is the only time it's just like, oh, my mouth is watery. None of this is real, but okay, I'd like to eat a meal in the Monster Hunter world. <laughs> that game and Final Fantasy fifteen, best food uh, porn for me. <laughs> best food porn. All right. <laughs> All right. What video game character do you most wish you were like? Um. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's hard because, you know, you always imagine yourself in situations like, well, maybe I'd be this brave if something, you know, like a disaster or something happened. Really, everyone, one of us would probably be like, I'd probably be the first to throw a chair through the window to get out of the building if like it was on fire or something. (laughs) Would you go back and rescue them? Oh, probably not. (laughs) You know? Yeah, but... uh, Oh, I don't know. You know, in many ways... Uh, <laughs> I guess I was more. wish I was more like a monster hunter hunter so I could eat a meal in the monster hunter world. <laughs> Fair enough. What's a game you've spent the most amount of money on? Oh, okay. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh... Does this I include? The, I already know the answer. Uh, does this include like uh, like DLC consciousness or? Yes, I Ooh. would say any, I would say anything that is supplements and adds to the game. Jeez, uh, unfortunately, then it's probably, and even then, I haven't played it that much, but. Well, no, I played it a good bit. Actually, it's probably Street Fighter Four. Actually, that has probably gotten the most of my money. That is uh, incorrect, Dave. Oh yeah, Smash Brothers with all the amiibo. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could. I thought we were just thinking actually, but yes, uh, Smash Brothers with all the amiibo has been the most that has gotten my money. However, for individual games, however, um. The most I have dropped really on the most I ever will drop on like a used game though um, has been a, a solid hundred bucks, and uh, I had to do that for a couple titles like uh, Castlevania Dracula X for the Super, um, and one of my favorite uh, games from when I was little, little, um, and uh, our, our wonderful. Uh, composer for our uh, jingle that debuted last week actually had this game and we would constantly play it was a little samson and that was a great game but in the years since since that game came out at the end of the nas library and since it is considered such a good game the price for it has skyrocketed and there were so few copies produced in america that to put it in perspective what I did, and it was cheaper to do this, I bought as like a gift to myself for getting a new job at the time uh, and getting like health insurance benefits and stuff. I bought a, a Nintendo Famicom, the Japanese version of the NES, 
And that was like $150, I think, because it was refurbished, too, and it had been cleaned up real nice. And then I put out a like eBay search that would automatically pull listings for Sere Densetsu Little, which is the name of the Japanese version of that game. And since right. it's all told in like pantomime and no and, and cutscenes that have no dialogue, I didn't care, you know, if I got the Japanese version of the game. And sure enough, I got a hit on it probably like three months later, and the Japanese seller was selling it for a hundred bucks for an official Japanese cartridge. But that was it, just the cartridge. And so I snapped that up. And it came with a little card that said it, it had it in uh, Japanese writing. And then under it, in English, he had written, Arigato. And, well, thank you very much. But uh, I have Little Samson now for my Famicom. Uh, that is probably my favorite NES game, though. Yep. Nice. But, so, yes, I've paid the most money for Smash Brothers. But in terms of actual shelling out for like a single game, it's been usually about $100. <laughs> okay. All right, Dave. Um, we are really pushing the clock here, so let's do some real rapid fire, like one or two word answers, okay? Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. If you could have one power of any video game character, what would it be? Mm. Uh, control telekinesis. Who do you usually choose as a fighter in Super Smash Brothers? Zero Suit Samus. Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. What are you hoping for at the next E3? Or what I sh- let's edit this because, you know, E3 is kind of a funkiness thing. What's mm. the next big announcement you hope to hit, get this year? Uh, Metroid Prime 4. Who is your favorite villain from a video game? Hmm. You know, I've always been particular to Ganondorf. What is your favorite game from your childhood? Little Samson. <laughs> Are there any games you're really bad at? Like, really bad? Uh, I've never been particularly great at racing games. Have you ever seen somebody get really angry when they lose? Uh, yeah. Uh, online and watching videos of you know bad losers on conv- on tournaments, yes, <laughs> but, but never in person. person. Yeah. What's your favorite game series of all time? Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> What's more important, action or story in a game? Put those hands together. <laughs> <laughs> is there a game that is considered to be really bad? But is your secret guilty pleasure? Mm. I'll, I'll admit I did actually enjoy Sonic the Hedgehog 06. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I know it's a turd, but... <laughs> if you could have any video game character as your best friend, who would it be? Hmm. Jeez. Uh, um... Hmm. Uh, I'll just say Mario to keep it easy. (laughs) Make some spaghetti and go to town. 
if you could marry any game character, who would it be? Yeah. I, I thought I answered this one already. Elena from. <laughs> I, I think the question earlier. Uh, yeah, I had edited earlier to, because it was supposed mm. to be from the last game. Who would you marry? Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I just thinking, but okay, cool. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, let's see. Would you rather have loads of time to play games, but only be able to buy two games a year, or be able to buy loads of games, but never have much time to play? <laughs> Put those hands together. I, I have. I do well enough in my life that no game has ever really been out of grasp. Um, now it, it used to be quite the opposite though. It's kind of like that diagram meme that you see in, uh, when you, uh, it shows like a kid, an adult, and then a senior. And it's like kid, uh, time and energy, but no money to play, to buy games. And then adult money and energy to play games, but no time. And then the last one is senior Money and time, but no energy to play games. And I'm like, well, I'm solidly in the middle right now. <laughs> in your opinion, what is the worst game of all time you've played? Hmm, I'm going to have to go with Odama. Odama. On that one. Yep. <laughs> yep, right. yep. And number 50, the last question. Oh, last question. Would you give up video games for life to receive $5 million? No, <laughs> no, I would not. Because uh, the amount of joy I receive have received in playing games and the memories I have from like playing with you guys and going to events, you know, is it, 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 it's priceless. It, it's just it's that has been worth more to me, and I mean the stories that are in my head that have been told through games that that's just incalculable in uh, price. <laughs> Dave. This has been a very intimate, not so many, many episode. Yep. <laughs> Any last thoughts or things you'd like to share about gaming? Um, I think we've covered quite a bit of it. I'm looking forward to Killer is Dead and Yakuza 0. If anybody else has recommendations for me or any of the other guys. Oh, I did think of one thing. I did, I did think of one thing I do want to tell. Uh, I played Ghost of Tsushima at the beginning of this year, actually because of something us hosts of Syrup Shots Gaming did uh, at the beginning of the new year. And what it was, was uh, instead of like, you know, getting each other gifts or anything for Christmas, what we decided to do was uh, each member would pick another member's uh, game for the beginning of the year. And so then that person would have to buy it and play that game as their first game of the year. And so Chris actually got me to play Ghost of Tsushima. And so I really enjoyed that. And so, you know, I hope we do it again next year because I had a great time with it. But uh, I think we should maybe talk about that more in the future. So if you want to know what the other uh, guys got for their games of the year, uh, you'll have to have a listen in the future. <laughs> I'll never tell. Until it's my turn to do the intimate, not so many, many episode. Well, I believe that would make you next. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the newest episode of Syrup Shots Gaming Podcast. A uh, couple quick notes here. First off, 
Again, thank you to Jake Tweedy for making that intro music. Uh, again, check out his band on Instagram. It's Hubris Debris Band uh, is what you should look up. Uh, they did a phenomenal job. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, thank you again, Dave, for making the great new logo we have. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and in the coming weeks here, uh, we are going to start a series called The Line, uh, where we take uh, a deeper look at where do we personally draw the line on hot topics in video games, such as where do you li- draw the line on uh, violence in video games, sexuality, religion, things of that nature. So if you have any thoughts or questions about where should lines should be drawn or if they should be drawn, please comment, uh, share you know, I'm going to post this in the uh, group on Facebook as well. That's the other thing. Uh, feel free to join the Facebook group, Serp Shots Gaming, uh, on, uh, I'm sorry, not YouTube, on Facebook. I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but other than that, Dave, any other last thoughts or musings? We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time, Space Cowboy. So, everyone, thank you. Be safe, be kind, bottoms up.